Let's talk about some of the struggles that autistic people can go through when it comes to hygiene. Before we get into today's video, I wanted to share with you guys today's sponsor, Parade. Jess from New Girl couldn't have said it any better when she said bras are just boob prisons. Throughout my life, I have tried so many different types of bras. I've tried different brands, fabrics, sizes. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I have a smaller chest, but the circumference of my ribs is pretty big. So it's been really hard to find a bra that actually fits my body and suits me. Lately, I've been wearing Parade Support Lift Plunge Bralette in the color Potion. That is what I have on right now. I actually like to size up to a size large when I'm wearing bralettes just because I don't like feeling the bra cutting in under my arms. This bralette is so comfy, you guys. It not only provides me the support that I need, but it's also made out of their universal seamless fabric, so it's not gonna show up underneath your clothes. And what's amazing about this fabric is that it's sustainably made. So it's carbon neutral. It's made out of rescued materials that would have usually been wasted in the production process. So for those of you who are gift shopping right now, do not underestimate the power of really comfy, underwear. Check out Parade in the description box below. You will get 40% off your order. But yes, thank you Parade for supporting my channel. Now let's get back to the video. So a while back I asked you guys on my community page what type of videos you want me to make and the types of topics you guys want me to address. Some of you guys asked that I talk about the topic of hygiene because it's a genuine struggle for a lot of us and we don't really talk about it because I think sometimes it could be embarrassing because we make fun of people who don't take care of themselves on the surface. There's a lot that goes into that, right? We almost see it as a failure of being able to be a productive member to society when you can't maintain your hygiene a certain way. We make all these other judgments to a person's character if they're not able to maintain their hygiene a certain way. And I think a part of why this happens is because hygiene seems to be so simple and so easy. And I do not doubt that for a lot of people out there, it is very simple and easy. But for a lot of people who struggle with sensory issues, hygiene can be very difficult. And I just kind of wanted to talk about those difficulties in today's video and talk about some of my experiences with hygiene and how I've struggled with hygiene at certain points in my life and what I've done to help myself maintain my hygiene in a way that's comfortable for me. I feel like for me, hygiene is a lot of the times correlated with two things, and that is sensory sensitivities, but also having PDA autism. And I'm not gonna get too much into what PDA autism means. I think I'm gonna make a video where I deep dive into PDA autism so that we can learn about it together but that will be saved for another video. If I were to reflect on times in my life where I struggled the most with hygiene, it was in points of my life where I had absolutely no control over my schedule, over my choices, and over my activities. And therefore, I was constantly dysregulated all the time. 
and never really found moments of regulation to balance it out. And so therefore my sensory sensitivities were a lot more intense during these times in my life. Of course, when you're a child, you're not in charge of your own life and schedule. Your parents are, right? I made a video with my mom talking a little bit about my childhood and how it was very stressful. I was basically raised in a very strict environment and I had to do a lot of competitive activities all the time. I basically had no time to rest and relax. As my mom will highlight in the video, her and my dad struggled with the fact that I was constantly trying to fight back and ask for my own autonomy, ask to make my own choices. What I was doing was essentially trying to advocate for myself and for me to have some space to regulate myself because I genuinely had no space to do so. Throughout my childhood, I definitely struggled with hygiene issues. I could feel embarrassed because it's embarrassing to talk about not being able to shower for weeks, you know? But the truth is, is that a lot of other autistic people out there struggle with the same things and if not, will struggle more intensely than I did. And it's not because we're lazy, it's not because we are inadequate. There's just a lot more that goes into it, right? I remember going long periods of time without showering. My mom would always pressure me to shower, tell me to shower, which I'm not saying is wrong. Of course, that's just a normal thing for a parent to do. But I would go to great lengths to trick her into thinking that I would shower when I wasn't. So some of the things that I would do is I would go to the bathroom, I would shut the door, and I remember I would either leave the bathtub running or the shower running thinking that, okay, this sounds like I'm showering, but in reality, I'm just sitting in the bathroom doing something else. And I also remember a part of my act of tricking my mom into thinking I'm sh I showered is to just wet my hair really quick, just so it looked like I hopped out of the shower when I didn't shower at all. In moments where I absolutely could not go on without showering anymore and my scalp was super oily. I mean, I'm Asian, you know, like, for my Asian viewers out there, you guys know how sweaty and greasy we can get. It's just in our genetics. Once I go a certain period of time without showering, your hair genuinely starts to clump together and look really nasty. So when I hit a point where I couldn't hold out anymore and I had to wash my hair, I would just opt into washing my hair in the sink to avoid feeling water on my body. That's the thing is that this isn't normal for kids and for people to do to avoid showering to that extent because of the visceral sensory sensitivities that you struggle with. I remember experiencing a good amount of skin issues because I did struggle so much with my hygiene as a child. I started to develop these little black rock type of minerals in my scalp. I don't know what they're called. If I do find that out, I'll put it on the screen. I remember one time I felt something hard lodged into my scalp and I scratched it off and I looked at it and it was like this small little piece of black rock and I remember getting so terrified and I remember feeling all around my scalp to see if I found any more and I did. I found a couple just lodged in my scalp all throughout my head. I didn't know what it was so I thought it was like bugs laying eggs in my head. I was literally in elementary school, you guys. I had no knowledge of what was going on. I didn't even realize I was struggling with hygiene. At the time, I showed my best friend this because I was freaking out and luckily my best friend at the time is a real one. She was also a tomboy, so she had no issues checking my nasty scalp and seeing where else were these little black rocks in my head. 
and she found a couple and I remember we just like held them in our hands and we just were looking at it and trying to figure out what the heck it was. I say this to highlight how bad it was, like how bad my hygiene was. Like I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying I struggled with hygiene, but I think at the time because of the autism, I didn't realize it was socially unacceptable and it was abnormal. I remember other girls would make fun of me for the way I smelled. They would take perfume and spray around me when I was in the room because they said whenever I was in the room, it smelled so bad. And growing up with two older brothers, you know, I at the time thought it was funny because I was getting these intense reactions from people where they're like holding their nose, gagging and coughing and just like spraying the room with perfume or throwing their lotion at me and being like, Irene, please put this on so that it could mask your smell. But in the back of my head, I remember feeling like, I don't think they're laughing with me type of thing. I, I kind of got a sense of like, I think they're making fun of me. Maybe at the time I just didn't want to fully accept it and it was easier to just be ignorant, right? Like I wasn't trying to be difficult. I wasn't trying to just avoid responsibility. For me, it was seriously just a sensory issue. I think it was a culmination of things and hopefully by sharing my experience, I could also help parents out there who have autistic kids because I know some of my viewers are parents trying to just learn better ways to show up for their kids or understand their kids. For me, the sensory issues that I struggled with were as simple as the ground being cold. So all the bathrooms in the house that I grew up in were just this dreaded tile bathroom floor and it was so freaking cold. And if you imagine you are going and getting your skin wet, getting your hair wet, especially if you have long hair, right? You're not only feeling the water dripping down your skin, but when you leave the shower itself, you automatically get hit with this cold breeze. And as someone that's worked as a swim instructor and lifeguard for many years, trust me, when there's wind combined with wetness or water on you, it is a lot colder than just experiencing cold itself as you are dry. So a person is a lot more likely to experience hypothermia in hot weather if they're wet and there's intense wind than they are standing outside in the snow completely dry, but the air is just cold. I'm, I'm just saying this because as an autistic person with sensory sensitivities, it's like times 20, right? There was a lot of mold in my house growing up because my parents were really bad at upkeeping our house and the hygiene of the house. I don't know if that's just like an immigrant Asian thing. I'm sure there's some immigrant parents who are really good at keeping up with cleanliness, but for my parents specifically, they were not good at that at all. There were always mold going around the shower and I remember feeling extremely grossed out by that. It was also a sensory aversion for me. I was also grossed out by the shampoo and soaps being coated around the bottle and dried on there, like coagulated on there. I was grossed out by the way the towels smelled. For my dad, he grew up in an impoverished type of upbringing. I think it profoundly affected him in many ways, but one of the ways was he had to always squeeze as many clothes in the washing machine as possible. Not only that, but before washing the dirty clothes or the dirty items to wipe down the house. And so it's like a bunch of things combined together. He would take the bath towels and wipe down like the toilet with them or like all these other gross surfaces 
just so he could get one more use out of it before putting it in the washing machine, thinking that it would clean itself and be like a new product. But in reality, all of everything in our house growing up smelled like mildew. To this day, I cannot touch or be near mildew. I do so many things as precautions to avoid the smell of mildew. It's just my worst enemy. And I can't touch wet things because of my fear of mildew and my aversion to mildew. These are the reasons why I avoided showering so intensely because the towels smelled like mildew, the ground was really hard and cold, there was mold growing around the showers, the feeling of wet skin and wet hair was so negatively intense for me. On top of the fact that I had no choice in what I was doing, I was constantly dysregulated because of that. And so showering is just another one of those things that would have dysregulated me. And so I would go out of my way in those little areas of my life where I could find a way around it to ultimately avoid doing that thing to get a little pocket of peace for myself. So. That is my experience with hygiene struggles as a child. Now, let's talk about how that may have changed for me as I grew up. So as I grew into adulthood, I gained more independence away from a lot of environmental factors that led to hygiene struggles as a child. I now had more autonomy over what I was doing, when I was doing it, and how I was doing it. And so... I, for the first time in my late teens into early 20s, had a bathroom and a room to myself. And so I was for the first time in charge of the cleanliness of my bathroom and how I wanted to take care of my hygiene. And so when I started to integrate all of these little particularities into my day-to-day, -day, I realized that I didn't struggle with hygiene anymore. If anything, I loved to shower. I loved to take baths. I loved to take care of myself. And of course, at the time, I didn't necessarily realize what that meant to me in the grand scheme of things. It was just, you know, life plays out as it goes and you're just going along with it. It's not until certain times where you hit these points where you reflect on everything simultaneous to each other and you can finally understand why you did certain things or why you avoided certain things or why you have certain preferences. And it wasn't until my last partner moving in with me, I think this was the first time I lived with a partner where I started to realize how sensory sensitivities was linked to high for me because I was now sharing a bathroom with that past partner and I noticed that I started to avoid showering and avoid upkeeping my hygiene again because I was avoiding the bathroom due to sensory sensitivities coming up again. So some of those sensory sensitivities was his towel smelled so bad. The mildew was out of hand. And at the time I was finally diagnosed as well with autism. I was just like, oh my god, I'm starting to not want to go to use the bathroom and not wanting to shower just to avoid that mildew smell in the bathroom. On top of that, he had a beard, so his beard hair, whenever he would shave or trim, would be sprinkled all over the sink and he wouldn't really do a good job at cleaning it up. And so I would avoid brushing my teeth or using my sink, washing my face or doing my makeup in the bathroom anymore because I just could not stand to use that sink or look at it even. When I finally realized this, I brought it up to him because I'm trying to communicate healthy communication and get my accommodations and all that stuff. And I was just like, you know, 
I know this doesn't seem like it would be a big deal for other people or for you, but for me, smelling that mildew towel and seeing your hair everywhere bothers me so much to the point that I don't use the bathroom anymore. And I go out of my way to try to use the bathroom in other places or other people's bathroom just to avoid my bathroom. And that's not okay because this is my living space too. And I deserve to utilize the space just as much as you. He tried to accommodate as much as possible, but the thing is I have sensory sensitivity. So even him trying to accommodate wasn't enough for me. And I found myself needing to go out of my way to soak his towels in boiling hot water with some baking soda and vinegar. For those of you out there who know, you know that stuff will take the mildew smell out of thicker fabrics like jackets, towels, carpets, things like that. And I would soak his towel once a month at least, at least once a month on top of him already washing his towel on a regular basis. And I remember harboring resentment towards him because of this, because it was like another chore added to my list just for me to be able to comfortably use my own bathroom. That's the difficult part of being autistic sometimes is these sensory experiences are not a joke to us. Like it will affect our mental health and our physical health and our routines. Like I wasn't even able to go pee when I need to pee in my own house because I couldn't stand the smell of his towels. I remember one time I visited my best friend in college for a week and I was staying with her in her little dorm room with her roommates and all of that stuff. And their dorm was so gross. Their bathroom was so nasty that I avoided showering the whole week that I was there. I could not fathom stepping into that bathroom barefoot or that shower barefoot and naked. I don't care if that sounds nasty to you guys, but that's how gross that bathroom was to me. I just went to Walmart. I bought myself dry shampoo and some baby wipes, and that is how I kept myself clean for that whole week. And I remember by the time I got home, my hair was so gross and grimy and oily, and I just felt so nasty. And this is why I struggle so much with staying in other people's homes, because I have all of these sensory aversions. The way they upkeep their hygiene affects my hygiene. Another time I went with my friends to go stay with his girlfriend for a few days. I went to go shower, and the bathroom was so gross. Like you could tell that there was just grime and dust coated everywhere. Like they did never wiped it or scrubbed it or anything. Not only that, but their bath mat was so old and so crusted that if I were to grab it and hold it up, it wouldn't like bend or fall. It would just be like stick straight. I remember the fibers of the bath mat was like completely flat because it was basically like crusted over, almost like someone took a couple cans of hairspray and sprayed it. And I remember I showered in her bathroom with shoes on because it was that gross to me. And I remember the whole time just gritting my teeth and feeling so uncomfortable, but knowing that I had to shower and I had to push myself to do it anyways. I feel like a lot of you would be surprised hearing that, but that's just kind of how it is sometimes, you know? Like, I'm just trying to be real with you guys here. But during the colder months, I noticed that I can sometimes go a couple days without showering because I'm trying to avoid feeling how cold it feels going from inside the shower outside and being sopping wet and feeling that cold air hit your skin. Little ways that I try to accommodate for that I've noticed is 
to take more baths during the winter time. I've noticed that when I take baths, it kind of allows the warmth to get through all the layers of me and warm me up from the inside as well. Because sometimes I feel like just taking a warm or hot shower gets the outside of you really hot. But when you come out, the inside of you is still cold. So it's almost like the coldness has a quicker time to pierce through you. Other ways that I try to help is when I do take showers, I close the bathroom door and I let the steam kind of build up in the bathroom. And I think that steam kind of helps give that buffer time as well, stepping out from the shower into, you know, drying yourself off with a towel. It gives you like a minute or two to just like dry off before the cold reaches you. Other things that I do to help myself with sensory sensitivities is I scrub my bathroom, I think once a month, like a deep scrub with Clorox and all of that stuff, just to make sure that I'm maintaining the grime and gunk and that there's no mold forming because that is my worst nightmare because I was surrounded by mold growing up. I also make sure that I'm constantly washing the bath mats that I have. So I wash the bath mats, I think once every two weeks or so. And I can't have any thick bath mats because I don't want it to grow mold again and I don't like it to get crusty. And I also don't like the feeling of wet fabric. So those furry bath mats are an absolute nightmare to me. It's extremely helpful to have bath mats because you don't want your feet touching the cold, hard ground, but also getting bath mats that you can upkeep pretty easily and wash and won't hold on to those smells or those germs throughout time. Something else that I have done is I've made efforts to make sure that the shower curtain that I use is not cloth. In the last long-term place that I lived at, I didn't need shower curtains because it was like a glass sliding door. So it was easier for me to maintain smells in that type of bathroom because all I had to do was, you know, scrub that glass door with Clorox every once a month or so. But I noticed that with shower curtains, from my experiences staying at Airbnbs or at other people's house, holds onto that mildew smell really easily because it is cloth and you're constantly getting it wet, right? And so I've learned that moving into this place, knowing that I had to get shower curtains, I wanted to avoid as much as possible getting cloth shower curtains. And my current partner at the time when we were buying these types of things, he said he wanted to get a shower curtain divider type thing, like a cloth thing. And I remember putting my foot down really hard and just saying like, there's other things I could compromise on, but this is a thing that I absolutely cannot compromise on. Like we need to get a shower curtain that's made out of a certain material that is not cloth. Like it has to be some sort of plastic material because I absolutely cannot deal with shower curtains kind of blowing onto my wet skin during the shower, let alone having that smell of mildew that I have to just keep up with. It's like a nightmare. I don't want to deal with it. So he let me get the shower curtain I wanted. And I don't know what it's made out of, but it's not cloth. Another thing that I do is to, as much as possible, insert sensory comforts into my bathroom shower experience as I can. So for me, having smells that I like is really important. Having shampoos and conditioners that I look forward to using. And sometimes when I'm particularly sensitive, I will shower or bathe with the lights off just because I think sometimes when you have a lot of aversions in association to bathrooms, 
seeing everything can be really intense. And so sometimes when I know I just have no capacity to see certain stains or hairs or anything, I will shower or bathe with the lights off just to give myself a little bit of a break. And something else that I've done to help cope with sensory sensitivities is if I can, I replace the light bulbs in my bathroom with blue and purple light. There are studies that show that for a lot of autistic neurodivergent people, blue and purple light is a lot more relaxing for our nervous systems. So being able to integrate that purple or blue light into certain types of spaces in your home could help curb that sort of tension. And something else that I want to eventually integrate is having a towel warmer in my bathroom. I have been eyeing this towel warmer and I have it saved to my Amazon wish list for over a year now. I just can't bring myself to buy it because it's over $100, but I've just been like waiting for an excuse to be able to invest in one because I know that during the winter months, it would be really helpful for me to upkeep my hygiene by being able to throw in my towel into the towel warmer before I shower so that when I step out, I could actually wrap myself in a warm towel and warm myself up a little bit more. And I think that'll help me have more incentive to shower during colder months. But yes, this is my experience with some struggles that I had with my hygiene throughout my childhood and throughout my life and some of the things that I do to help myself upkeep with my hygiene. I hope that this has brought some sort of clarity to some of you who may not understand why you may struggle with hygiene or why your loved ones may struggle with hygiene. I hope maybe some of the things I suggested can help you as well. What are some ways that you may have struggled with hygiene throughout your life and what's helped you be able to upkeep with it? This is a judgment-free space, so don't be afraid to share your experiences. We're not here to shame each other. We're here to just share our experiences and know that it's not as weird as we may think it is or not as shameful as we may think it is. Make sure you take some time to regulate yourself today. I will see you on the next video. Bye, guys.